England voted to leave the European Union. Is the Brexit a victory for liberty? The Monica Perez Show starts now. This is Monica Perez, your libertarian voice on News 95.5 and AM 750 WSB every Saturday from 3 to 6. I give you the libertarian take on the biggest stories of the week, and for sure, the Brexit was the biggest story of the week. But what is it? What exactly is the Brexit? On Thursday, the British people had a referendum where they voted whether they wanted to stay in the European Union or leave it, and they voted to leave it. It was actually a pretty close call, uh, a narrow margin of victory for the Brexit uh, vote. And what they what it means is, first of all, what you're not hearing is that it's not binding. That referendum was not a letter to the EU, we quit. That is not what it was. It was a signal to the government of England that they want to exit the EU. But in order to do that, the government, the parliament, has to exercise its rights under Article 50 and tell the EU that, it, that it's ready to go. And then they have two years to negotiate a withdrawal agreement and they can extend that period by mutual agreement if they want. And all this stuff won't even start until the conservative party, the ruling party, knows who their leader is going to be. So right after the Brexit, Cameron, the prime minister, resigned. Or No, he didn't resign. He said he was going to resign. So that kind of kicked the can a little bit. He said maybe September they'll have a new leader. And all that kind of delays all this. So it's not a done deal. I don't really, I have suspicions about there are backroom maneuverings. My initial reaction was, wow, all the propaganda to keep them in, all the push towards regionalization and ultimately globalization and world government. Wow, these guys voted against that. That's amazing. The first thing I Googled was, does England have paper ballots? I knew immediately I was thinking, wow, I mean, this looks like a real vote and there's no way you get a real vote with electronic voting. And they do. They do have paper ballots. They can still be fiddled with. But my initial response was the power elite absolutely does not want this, but it happened anyway. So I was super happy. I tweeted out, is this a victory for liberty? And I got some uh, real good tweets coming back. And I am I want to know what you think. 404-872-0750. 1-800-WSB-TALK. You can tweet at me, at Monica Perez Show. Is the Brexit a, uh, a victory for liberty? And some of the answers I got, one was from Tim. Absolutely it is. Watch for the dominoes to fall all over Northern Europe and the USA. Globalization is on the run. Now, for me, as a libertarian, I am not a fan of globalization. I am a fan of free markets. I like the natural free exchange of goods and uh, labor, all that stuff in a free society. To me, you have no right to limit that stuff. But the reality of the world is that these so-called free trade agreements, all that kind of stuff, 
are are really cronyistic agreements. They're not really we don't really have free systems. We have capital controls, say, in some countries where private enterprise can't invest across the border. But the IMF, which is a basically a world government institution, is allowed to come in and uh, lend money in exchange for the natural resources of the country, stuff like that. So there's all sorts of dirty pool on that. And so I globalization as a rule to me doesn't mean just this natural free trade. Uh, this is what happens when markets are left to their own devices. I, I can't think of anything that is truly a global industry that you could not possibly produce in one country or another. But there's also another concept of subsidiarity, which is you should control your society, your uh, community, your laws at the smallest possible level. So if you can handle your own problem personally, do it. Talk to your neighbor or, or ask your family to help or go to your town. Then if that doesn't work, go up to your church or your state and, and, once everything is taken care of at the lowest possible levels, only then do you need to seek higher authority. And to me, at a certain point, there is no higher authority. You'd never need a world government. I'm not even sure you need, in this country, a federal government. I mean, it's outside the national defense uh, function. So I like the idea of breaking away. I think regionalization is a... Uh, is a stepping stone. It's actually a very deliberate stepping stone. I have a quote here from Zbigniew Brzezinski, Carter's national security advisor and a big uh, proponent or mover and shaker of this world government direction. And he said, quote, regionalization is in keeping with the trilateral plan, which is Europe, North America, and Asia. Those are the tri... It's a group, the trilats, but they are focused on making three kind of pillars, Europe, North America, and Asia, in keeping with the trilateral plan, which calls for a gradual convergence of East and West, ultimately leading towards the goal of one world government, national sovereignty is no longer a viable concept. So as an anarcho-capitalist, when I look at sovereignty, I think of the citizen as the sovereign unit. So if you wanted to tell me you were doing away with national sovereignty so the citizen could be the sovereign... I'd be okay with it. Or if I lived in North Korea, where uh, nothing could be worse than that. So the national sovereignty there is really a barrier to my freedom. But here, where we have the Bill of Rights, I think national sovereignty is the one thing that protects us from this march towards world government. And the stepping stone there is regionalization. So you have the North American Union, which would be our regionalization. The Council of Foreign Relations is after that. And the European Union, which actually exists... And England is pulling pulling away from that. So my my skepticism comes from the fact that I think that these globalists are so powerful that uh, it's hard to believe that a vote of the people is going to turn it around. Uh, I got another tweet from Liberty Warrior saying, I think the Brexit is a major victory in the fight against the global elite. Again, I love that. And and if it comes to pass. And it's not replaced by, say, an Anglophone union, an English-speaking country union, or the transatlantic partnership or whatever. If it's not replaced and it really is a restoring sovereignty to the British people, um, 
uh, I would I would also rejoice. And I, I just love the fact that they're voting this way anyway, that enough people came out like this anyway. But I will say, I when I dug in a little bit and found that the Sun, which is the big newspaper over there, owned by Rupert Murdoch, came out with a headline that said, Believe in Britain, L-E-A-V-E, and encourage people to leave. There is no more of a global elite than Rupert Murdoch. So why did he, is he just trying to make, uh, get on the right side of history? And maybe they're going to try to make lemonade out of the lemons they've been handled, uh, handed. I don't know. I think there are layers of this onion to peel. And I'm going to, uh, I'm going to try to peel some of those. And I want to hear from you. 404-872-0750, 1-800-WSB-TALK. Let me, uh, read a couple more tweets I got from a uh, follower in England. Anthony says, hopefully this is the first, the Brexit is the first domino in a move towards the decentralization of power. Been going in the wrong direction for too long. I agree with Anthony on that. I think that that would be, I am hopeful that it's the first domino. But then he goes on to say, and this is where he's helping Peel the onion, he says, next tweet, the scarier and more possible scenario is to make the Brexit a very painful process, then get us to vote again. So this, these tweets I was exchanging with Anthony was uh, over the past several days. Today, when I looked at WSVRadio.com, the first article was already a million signatures on the re-vote petition. They're asking for a revote already, and they're acting like that is a grassroots movement as well. So I'm not sure this is a done deal. I did get another tweet uh, from a British guy saying the English people have spoken. There is no way they're going to be able to get out of this now. So I don't know. But Anthony's final tweet to me was uh, not to mention this is a this could be a built in excuse for anything that goes wrong in the financial markets from now until doomsday. So his idea is if anything's going wrong and the markets have crashed as a result of this, that we they will blame these grassroots people. I think it could be even more sinister than that. And they take the crash, the powers that be take the crash, scoop up the assets and then let the let them bounce back in price and enrich themselves again. So they they like crashes because they can buy assets on the cheap. Uh, Really interesting stuff. Getting to your calls next, or you can tweet me at Monica Perez Show. Monica Perez on News 95.5 at AM 750 WSB. Hot and humid. Only a four on the Mellish meter. 94 degrees outside the studio. Weekend weather is brought to you by Shoemate Heating and Air. And we are talking about the Brexit. Is it a victory for liberty? What's it all about? 404-872-0750. If those lines are full, try 800-WSB-TALK, or you can tweet at me, at Monica Perez Show. I am going to Bobby in Atlanta. Uh, Hi, Bobby. You're on with Monica. Hi. I I get most of my news on the the, uh, computer, and I've read some articles. I thought I read where the head of the EU told the head of the England, I guess David Cameron, that we want you to go ahead and get out now. No, don't wait. And did I misread it? You know, you see all these different articles on the computer. I've seen that, too. I think that they said, hurry up. I think that's just, uh, 
I I actually think they set up these kind of circusy back and forths for some reason. People, a couple of people tweeted on uh, to me political theater or kabuki theater that they do this stuff for our benefit, but behind the scenes, who knows what they're really working on? Right. So you so you feel like this might not necessarily be a done deal then. Well, the the actual what they have to do is still to come. They have to actually the parliament has to respond to the people's wishes and ask to get out. And then they have two years. They have to actually negotiate kind of an extraction to see what trade policies are going to replace these things. And then even if it takes longer than that, they can agree to take longer than that. So. I don't know, you know, I mean, I love to think that this is the real thing and that the people have spoken and that the government would not dare defy them. But we who knows, maybe they'll have some catastrophe that'll turn the worm, you know. Well, I'm just wondering if that's the case. Do you think the stock market may recover next week or two? Or is it going to keep going down and down and down and down for the next 30, 45 days? You got any, got any guesses? <laughs> well, here's the funny thing. I will tell you, I am the absolute worst at that, which makes no sense because I this is like the, the failure of academics. I was an investment banker. I am a chartered financial analyst, a CFA. It takes three years to get that kind of a uh, credential. It's so hard. You have to take these hard tests. I get all the theory 100%, and my 401k just goes backwards all the time. So you can never, ever listen to me. But for me, when I see what I consider to be something of an artificially created crisis, the it's an it's a buying opportunity and it and it can turn around and pop back up. The timing is always a, a question. I wouldn't say in a couple of weeks, but the pound is the lowest I've ever seen it in my life. And I see that the pound is very closely monitored at like a dollar fifty and now it's at a dollar thirty-three. So I want to buy some, but that that should be a reason for you to do the opposite. Don't look to me for that kind of advice, but it's a good question. Uh, lots more calls on this. Uh, let's peel the onion one more layer after the break. 404-872-0750. 1-800-WSB-TALK. You can tweet at me, at Monica Perez Show. It's a man A man Monica Perez on News 95.5 at AM 750. WSB. I am the Libertarian Voice on WSB every Saturday from 3 to 6, and we are talking about the Brexit, Britain exiting the EU, or at least the referendum of the people saying we want out. Now, is this a victory for liberty? Do you think that? And do you think it will stick? Do you think it will be betrayed? So tell me what you think. 404-872-0750, 1-800-WSB-TALK. You can tweet at me, at Monica Perez Show. Uh, we heard on the news and also the caller before the break saying that the EU, the leadership of the EU, is demanding that England cut ties quickly. Okay, you want out? Get out. Meh. You know, so childish. Uh, and it made me think of a post I got on my Facebook page immediately after this happened. SS posted... A meme. It was like in a graphic. It said, what the corrupt elite will do now. One, inflict as much economic chaos as possible. Inflict as much economic chaos as possible. That is what I think they're trying to do with the EU, telling them to hurry up and Cameron saying he wants to step down and people really ginning up the panic. Then he says, number two, they will say, we told you so. 
which is so true. I mean, this is such a parallel to me with how the Trump thing is unrolling in that they if you uh, read the newspaper today, the Wall Street Journal today, it said the despite all the advice of the intelligentsia, of the academics, of the politicians, of the businessmen, all the sophisticated, smart people in England told the voters, the unsophisticated, quaint democracy believers that it was a mistake and they they did it anyway and and it didn't say it in the journal but i could just read this unspoken sentence that said you know you'll see we'll show you and i feel like that's the same kind of tone that we're hearing with uh trump here now the i'm waiting for the other shoe to drop on both of these stories trump and brexit to see if they really are going to use it as a way to tell the voters not to get all uppity and independent, you know, and listen to their betters or bad things will happen. Anyway, the third point that that he writes on the meme is number three, after we inflict a lot of pain and tell you we told you so, they will come back with another referendum and reverse the results. So that's the fear. That's the risk. Uh, I always see parallels in England, the U.S. and Australia, probably also Canada, of of how these things, you know, what what feeling of the people is manipulated by those at the top. But uh, maybe I'm going too too far down the rabbit hole. 404-872-0750, 1-800-WSB-TALK. I'm going to Lori and Alpharetta. Hi, Lori. You're on with Monica. Hi, Monica. Um, the reason I called is to say that I think that uh, Britain has been held back by the euro. It would be as if the United States had, like, the America with North and South America, and they decided to just do one form of currency. And in doing that, they would lose a lot in, like, with, like, let's say, different countries in South America that aren't doing as well, like Italy and Europe and Greece. And I think that's been a real problem. I think there are, there's problems with that. England did not adopt the euro, actually. So they still had the pound. I'm not saying it doesn't have an impact yes. on them right. as these countries that are doing poorly. I mean, that's the other thing is what really is when when they had the monetary union, there really was no reason for the monetary union. Why not just have free trade? Why not? And, and even that, how many laws do you really need for that? Why can't you just say we don't have uh, quotas or tariffs? among our countries i i totally agree with what you say with what you're saying and plus the fact that um it just creates uh more of a problem for them to have entered into it long term as it is now with this yes and to get out of it and they're going to make it very painful to get out and i would also uh tell people that to look at what's called the north american community or the north american union the council of foreign relations document that was uh, the task force that wrote it was chaired by William Weld, who I consider to be an invasion of the body snatchers guy on the top or the second line on the libertarian ticket. He's the VP on the libertarian party ticket uh, nominee for pre- for vice president. And he he was one of the task force chairs who wrote this. Heidi Cruz was one of the members who signed off on it. And what it says is, yes, we want this kind of free movement, just like the EU and and Similar to the EU, we want to normalize all the laws on labor laws, environmental laws. So whoever has the strictest laws of Mexico, Canada, and the U.S., we just want to unilaterally adopt those laws, and we will set up uh, advisory 
uh, bureaus to help the people in Congress to get this stuff through. And those councils will work just like the Bilderberg Group. So the Bilderberg Group met a couple of weeks ago in Europe and, and their stated purpose is to influence policy. And right after that, Rupert Murdoch put out on his paper that we should leave the, you know, we should vote leave on the Brexit vote. So I do think there are some machinations going on there. But regionalization is a definite stepping stone to world government. So if the Britain isn't in the EU, uh, I'm afraid they'll get sucked into to something uh, equally down that road of normalizing laws, not just allowing free trade and your own sovereign laws, but to have to adopt other people's laws, which that I do not like. I am going to Betsy in Flowery Branch. Hi, Betsy. You're on with Monica. Hey, Monica. Thanks for taking my call. I love your show. And I'm just, I'm, I'm, I just wanted to call to say um, how thrilled we are for the, uh, the British people and for what this implication is uh, worldwide. And, but I also wanted to draw a corollary, if I could, a, a parallel, if you will, and that is if they can endeavor to uh, disengage from the EU uh, after decades and decades of entanglement, um, then there is no excuse for Paul Ryan or Mitch McConnell not to extricate us from Obamacare. After all, we've only had it, you know, for a couple of years. And everybody wants to say how deep the tentacles are and the roots and what have you. But I say if this is a cataclysmic uh, opportunity uh, before us to say no excuses. We That's need to- so interesting, Betsy, because when we were having these conversations about Obamacare a year or two ago, two years ago, I'm sure, at least, uh, and I had callers, really hardcore callers who said, why do you, and I was supporting Ted Cruz and his kind of, I think it was like a faux filibuster. Uh, now I think that he was just playing a role to make it look like there were people in the GOP fighting the good fight. Uh, in reality, I think it was just a game that they were going to let it happen because it give, gave them voting power. But I said, at all costs, do not let this thing get started. And Ted Cruz actually laid out a plan procedurally how they could have blocked it for another year. And I said, don't let it happen. And I had callers saying, I'll let it happen. It'll be such an unmitigated disaster. It'll, it'll teach people a lesson. It'll, it'll go up in flames. And, and I knew once it started to take hold, there would be, they would never let us out of it. But I thought you were going to bring up the fact that of all the talk about Britain going through the Brexit for because they're xenophobic or it's because of immigration or income inequality or whatever, when I actually looked at the poll, like interviews, polls about what are important issues to people in England, across the board, the thing they care about the most is their national health service, which is just apparently awful. And people are just desperate to, they're worried for their lives because they just can't get the health care they want. That's the thing with socialism. You hear all these protests. They protest for more money for college. They protest for more money for the health care system. They protest for more laws to protect jobs. All this kind of stuff, they're just begging for the government to give them what they need and the Brexit, what they were saying across the board, if you dug in a little bit, was that the influx of people from elsewhere in Europe was putting a strain on the national health system, 
because it's free, they don't have barriers, so you can go use it. And that's that to me, I personally believe that that was the strongest reason for this Brexit was how desperate people are in uh, in a in a in a country with this socialized medicine. Uh, thank you very much for the call, Betsy. I'm going to Chris and Tucker. Hi, Chris. You're on with Monica. Hi, thanks for taking my call. First, I agree with that previous caller. Second, I did an experiment yesterday as they were announcing all of this. I was listening to different, uh, what I'll call left-wing and right-wing uh, radio uh, TV stations. The left-wing station was using fear tactics. All of their language was fear-based. Call mm-hmm. your investment counselor. No, don't. You might be upset. Scotland and Britain, Great Britain, are going to break apart. All of these in, uh, American companies have investments in England, they're going to lose all their money. And the right was talking about the choice of the people to make their voice heard and to hold their boundaries. It was incredibly different. I've never heard such a dramatic difference. That kind of fear-mongering reminds me of TARP. Remember when they got up, people were like, yeah, whatever, let the banks fail. We don't yes. care. It was crazy. Like 99% of the people were against TARP. And then our Treasury Secretary, our own government, that's supposed to help us. See, that's what I see a parallel to that in Europe, too. The European Union, the Prime Minister of England, they are actually, and all that fear-mongering, they're actually precipitating a crisis. They're trying to foil the will of the people. So Paulson was our secretary of the treasury and he was like, things will go absolutely crazy and people will die in the street. You won't be able to get your groceries. You've got to bail out the banks. I mean, it was nuts. Yeah, and, it was, and it it's was the same terif- tone. They were trying to terrify people. I think it's going to go that way. All the people on the left-wing television station that they had were their, quote, intelligentsia experts predicting great doom. Yes. And, and, they, and they can precipitate it. They can by doing that. Yes, and don't you think that the point will be, I, I mean, I well, you tell me what you think, but I, I would think that they're trying to get to reverse it. I think they're trying to, I think the bigger issue is they're trying to get people in America to vote against Trump. That's where I think that's going. Oh, yes, yes, I agree with that. I totally agree with that. And I, I think that there's a full court press on right now that, and I predicted this, I said the GOP is not vetting Trump at all and they're falling for or i mean at the very top i don't think they're falling for anything but when i saw cnn giving trump the equivalent of two billion dollars of free advertising i'm like really that free media he's getting is not because they want trump and i expected them to turn the worm here on that and i feel like this is just part of that that's the rest of the year is going to be uh don't stray i agree yeah, and I think the first thank you very. Time thank, I felt yeah. yesterday like it was time for all the people who do want to hold our borders to start donating to him, <laughs> and I have not donated him. But it's the first time I thought I better step up here. Yeah, well, I think I, you know, I hate to be uh, a wet blanket, and I know I am, and and really always comes down to the fact that I have absolutely. No, uh, I think the media is at the national level's total scam that I think that that Trump is just saying that to get people behind him, uh, knowing that he will lose to Hillary. I hate to say it. But anyway, but I do see lots of parallels with how they're dealing with the psychology of this. Uh, 800-WSB-TALK or tweet at me at Monica Perez Show. Monica Perez on News 95.5 at AM 750 WSB. 
96 the high today. 74 is going to be the low overnight. Weekend weather is brought to you by Shoemate Heating and Air. And we're talking about the Brexit. Is it a blow for liberty? Is it, uh, I've noticed some parallels with the Trump feelings here and even some of the events and memes that are coming down from the top. We just heard uh, calls for a revote from Parliament in the UK. I feel like that's foreshadowing or parallel parallel of the GOP convention. You hear people, I heard somebody uh, just on Fox this morning saying she was a delegate and she wanted to be relieved from voting for Trump at the convention. So we've got some voters remorse theme going on right now. I want to hear what you have to say. 800 WSV talk 404-872-0750. Or you can call, uh, you can tweet at me at Monica Perez show going to Dave in Dawsonville. Hi, Dave. You are on with Monica. Hello. How are you doing? Good. How are you? Fine. I was called uh, initially because I'm in total support of the Brits leaving the uh, European Union. I think me too. Other yeah. big government, big world government. But I agree with your last callers too. I wanted to point out something about Obamacare. Um, <clears throat> this whole—it's all been a fallacy that the Republicans are going to repeal it, replace it. They wanted it just as much as Obama did. They started it, right? Remember the uh, American? Well, they they could have stopped it, and they didn't. And and everybody blasts Kennedy. You know, Kennedy gave them the open door when he said it was a tax, because that made it a bill, which means it had to originate in the House, not in the Senate. And nobody in the Republican Party said a word about it. They just Wow, that's the that first started. I've heard of that. And I, I, well, they, they, I can't believe it. That was a wide open door for them to cry foul, because if it's a tax, it's considered a bill. The right. Constitution says that all bills must originate in the House of Representatives, not can or should. It says they must. Yeah, I agree. So, I got to tell you, Dave. I uh, that's awesome. That's interesting. I'm going to look. Uh, you know, just validate that when I have time to think. I can't believe that's such an obvious thing that um, escaped my observation. But they also originated it. I think it was an uh, uh, the heritage. Um, think tank that originated the idea if you look in Irving Kristol's book about neoconservatism he it's uh, definitely a neoconservative idea and Romney was the only person who had actually implemented it the only one in the GOP who did not have the high ground on that so I agree with you on on all of that yeah, it's they, the GOP's they it because they were saying well it's going to give the government control of another 15 percent of the economy or whatever their figure was well, that's what they want also. Right. I mean, anybody that thinks that O'Connor and, and Ryan and all these people, I, I was a card-carrying Republican since the Reagan days. I gave regularly to the Republican Party. They're, they've totally missed the vote on this. And so what do you do now? About, they're talking about this whole dump Trump. Myself and my neighbors and the people that I converse with on a daily basis, we're all supporting Trump. And if they play it unfair enough so that he doesn't really have a shot against Hillary, they're not going to just have to worry about Hillary because we've all decided we're going to go vote a straight Democratic ticket. Whoa! Really? There won't be be any Republicans in power at all if they want to play that game because they don't want the people to have their say, and it's obviously what their game is. If they don't want us to have our say, then we're just not going to let them You would do that just to teach them a lesson? Pardon? You would do that just to teach them a lesson because you're not. That, that's that's absolutely right. That's, that's absolutely amazing. Right. 
I love I, that I idea. I mean, I, I, I could never, I could never bring myself to vote Democrat. I could not do I it. Can. I can. I can, because the whole thing, if, if they don't let Trump have a, have a shot at Hillary, at defeating Hillary, if Hillary gets in, the, the, the ship is sunk anyway. Well, frankly, so it, it may as well it may as well get sunk quickly rather than a torturous journey for the next ten or fifteen years. Let's get it all over with. Join Chavez, and and, <laughs> and you know, we'll wow, that is the social, the, really radical. But I'll tell you, Dave, I actually think that they want they prefer Hillary because. What she will bring to them is the wars they want, the banksterism they want. They don't want Trump. They probably don't even want a Republican because they're they're answering to a different power, to the cronies, not to us. Very interesting, Dave. I've got uh, uh, more calls after the break. Dave, David, Steve, hang on. And uh, you can tweet at me at Monica Press Show or call 800-WSB-TALK.